Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. All right, another podcast week. This week, um, we have Esther Sanders here. She is, um, she became a guest on this podcast through a Facebook support group. Um, I had seen something she had written in a comment and thought, ooh, that would be a really good guest story to share on the podcast because um, in that particular thread, we were talking about the, um, the idea of when and how and if to share your story and how that like feels in the sharing and then in the release afterwards or not. And I really felt like she was going to be a shining light for listeners who are struggling with the do I tell anyone question. <laughs> or I think I, I think I'll feel better if I tell someone, but I don't know how to do it or if, if I should or when I should. So welcome, Esther. Am I saying your name right? Sorry? Is it Esther? Am I saying it correctly? Yeah. Yeah. So tell the listeners where you are and maybe anything you want to share about your particular abortion story um, that might be relevant. And then we can talk about this idea of when and if to share. Okay. Uh, I'm in the Netherlands. Awesome. Um, And I don't know where all the listeners are, but (laughs) all over the world. It's so all over the world. Great. Um, my abortion has been a long time ago. Um, uh-huh. I'm 46 now and, uh, it happened when I was 19. Yeah. Um, I was in, uh, college, university. Um, and well, I got pregnant and I really didn't know how to get out of place in my life, a pregnancy yeah. child in, in my life. I didn't see how I could do that. Um, I didn't want to give up my my studies, um, and I didn't have a clue how how to combine those. Uh, so I decided for abortion. Awesome. Do yeah. you remember now? So that was quite a few years ago. Yeah. Do you remember now what that decision making process was like? Like, who did you reach out to for support, or how did you even know abortion was an option? Like, do you remember what that was like for you? Because that was probably really different than it would be now, today. Yes, yeah, it was pre-internet. <laughs> I, I don't remember how I uh, um, came across the idea of abortion. But uh, I, I did have a, a boyfriend at the time and we had a good relationship. Uh, so we, decision-making pro- process, uh, we get together. Yeah. We could talk about it a lot. That's very glad we could um though he uh gave room for my voice to to my yeah my opinion to be um uh the leading one <laughs> um and there was one person uh we confided in at first um because uh yeah i had 
<laughs> a long time ago. Um, I we didn't use birth control. You, you might say that's pretty stupid. They did say that at the abortion clinic, actually. They did. Uh, they did say that. They did. They said that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Something in those lines. Yeah. All right. Do you feel now, looking back, that it was stupid, or do you just feel like, you know what? People are people, and yeah, sometimes we don't make the best choices, but it wasn't stupid. <laughs> How do you feel about it now? I'm curious. Um, well, what might not have been the, the smartest choice. Um, now, when I look back at it, uh, I, I know that it's not the most, uh, the safest way to, to use birth control by withholding for a few, for a period each month. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I learned that the hard way, you right. could say. Um, but I did have my reasons for that, for not okay, using yeah. birth control, because I, I had chronic headaches, um, and I saw a um, homeopathic um, doctor. Yeah. Um, and um, he said, when you use birth control, you, your headaches will be probably worse. Yeah, totally. So I didn't want that. Yeah. Um, so that's that's why I chose that way, and uh, I don't see it as stupid now. Okay, good. Just I a mean, choice. <laughs> you can if you want to, and any listeners can choose to see their something like that as stupid if they want. But to me, it's like, yeah, like maybe it wasn't ideal, but there were reasons you chose it at the time. Yeah. It made sense, and like stuff happens. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so <laughs> made your decision, like, with a boyfriend, you said, with, um, yeah. with a partner, and, like, at the time, was it hard for you, or was it pretty, like, pretty obvious choice, like, a clear choice for you? Um, it was a bit of both. It was hard. Yeah. Um, but it was also um, quite clear what I wanted. Yeah, totally. That makes sense. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt. That's Sorry? totally how I felt. I think that's how a lot of people feel. Yeah. Like, this isn't easy, but I know what I need to do. Yeah. 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 And so he knew, obviously, your partner knew. Didn't anyone yeah. else know at the time? Did you talk to other people who were a part only, of like Only the, that's homeopathic doctor? Yep. We called him. Uh, I didn't uh, dare tell my parents. Yeah. Uh, because I I was afraid they might judge me. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have the best relationship with my parents at the time. Yeah. Uh, because I was uh, I was in uh, in college then about one year and a half, and uh, so it was getting a bit better, I think. Um, not sure exactly, um, but I uh, I really needed my freedom when I was eighteen yeah. and went off to college. I really needed my freedom, yeah, uh, and not yeah. being controlled by by my parents anymore. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we had a lot of fights about that. So that's why the relationship wasn't very good at the time, but wasn't really bad either. But I didn't feel I could tell them. And did you have friends you told or no? I think there were one or two friends 
um, at uh, university, I told, but I I can't remember. I told him. Yeah. Uh, there's just one thing I can remember, and that's after the abortion a few months later. Um, I forgot my pill. I was in birth control then. <laughs> I forgot my pill, and I was afraid I was pregnant again. And I I can't remember one friend saying no, no again. So I think I told her, but I can't remember. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I mean, twenty-five, almost twenty-five years, right? Ago. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So of course, but so I'm curious. It wasn't something that you like came out and told the world, but no. over the years you thought more about it and decided to start sharing your story. So how did that evolve? How did it yeah. get to a place like from there to here where you would go on a podcast that's listened to worldwide and you would say, my name's Esther. I had an abortion and here's, here's my story. Like that's a yeah. big gap. Yeah. yeah it is. <laughs> so tell us about that gap. <laughs> yeah the, the first uh, i have told it when uh, a few times uh, when i was still in a uh, struggling with it um, most most of the time i just i think i lived past it but i didn't know it at the time i thought i dealt with it and then there was about a year later or uh, uh, a few times uh, i had the urge to tell i need to tell someone because i just needed support of some kind yeah yeah so there are one of two times I think I told someone just for a moment, not really good friend, but a kind of classmate. Um, so I told them and I got the support for that moment. And that's really it. Um, when I was 27. Do you remember I, what was like the need? What was going on in your life that you were thinking about abortion in a way that you were like i have to talk about this like what yeah. was that need i can't remember i think i just i felt really sad or something or <laughs> i struggled with my emotions yeah um, but i i can't remember exactly what yeah, what yeah was yeah. going on <laughs> it just felt like something you couldn't stop thinking about and needed to, to i think get so, yeah. yeah okay yeah. All right. So along the way, there was a couple of people where you felt like you needed to to tell your story for support. Yeah. Right. And then what? what and then you? what I uh, um, uh, I didn't tell it to anyone for about five years, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and then I met my husband. Yeah. Of course, I didn't have a boyfriend then anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Things possible. Yeah, that yeah, could happen. Everything. <laughs> um, so not of course, but in my case, I didn't have yeah. a boyfriend anymore. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was twenty-seven, and I thought, now, now I do want to have kids. Right. Um, this man, yeah, I can imagine having kids. Yeah. He had, he had two already. Yeah. Aged five and eight. Yeah. Um. And um, in the first week we we met, um, we uh, we just lay everything on the table. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, he's still my husband, though. I love uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> almost twenty years later. <laughs> I love it. What did that look like? Just laying everything on the table, and was sharing abortion 
among the harder things that you had to share or chose yeah, to share with absolutely you. yeah that was among the hardest things but it was also on the table in that first week yeah, yeah. do you remember yeah. why it was hard were you afraid he would judge you or leave you or like what you know what were your fears in telling him um not really fears i think i just noticing that i really still struggled with it and okay um, and in general a tough topic yeah you don't usually talk about so okay. hard to find the words yeah hard to find the words that's so amazing that you you guys must have a pretty special relationship that the hard part about it was just finding the words and bringing the emotion back versus some fear about what it would mean for your relationship that's really incredible <laughs> wow wow so just yeah, bring it all back up again and finding the words to share yeah but it yeah, felt important to you sorry it felt like something you should do even though it was hard yeah yeah and something i could do with him that's amazing yeah do you remember his reaction um not exactly but yeah something in the line like oh now i understand the dream i had <gasps> i just got chills <laughs> <laughs> do you remember do you are you open to sharing what what that was um yeah as far as i remember um he had a dream about uh uh tea kettles okay kettles um two or three i don't remember if he was one but he had seen in his dream a, a, a non-sized kettle and a small kettle okay and somehow i think he associated that with me but i didn't he didn't understand and after i told him he understood and what did that mean to him like what did the tea kettles have to do with abortion uh not nothing to do with abortion but he uh but understanding that uh uh i was not uh, not alone there was someone with me <gasps> oh my goodness i have chills again this is so cool <laughs> so in other words he received your story and the emotion yeah. quite well yeah that's beautiful. yeah and he helped me amazingly oh in, in yeah actually dealing with my loss oh. and recognizing that it was not just uh ending a pregnancy but um there was a life involved and what? there was a, a soul of a child involved that somehow uh also was there and needed to have a place in well in life in general in <laughs> and with me i don't think i'm ever going to look at a tea kettle the same way again <laughs> <laughs> i love it it's so amazing so um so after sharing with him and moving through that emotion and that that challenge and like getting the words out what happened next did you feel like even more courage or calling or desire to to keep sharing and keep telling or did you then not talk about it again for a while um no i went on to share more but first i um uh, i uh, went to connect with my baby oh my gosh beautiful um that's all suggestions for my for my husband he really helped in, in the whole wow. process yeah um he was 
he's a spiritual spiritual person and i am too but i uh didn't know at the time i had haven't it's all new to me yeah i love that i was too but i didn't know at the time <laughs> all right so you connected with your baby what how yeah. did you do what yeah, kind of meditation oh okay. yeah so subconscious connection just feel uh yeah i think in the meditation feel um what i could feel and feel or see whatever if it was a boy or a girl and then i clearly knew it was a girl Ugh. so i gave her a name what do you mind sharing her name uh, no of course not uh, it's uh i'm not sure how to say in english uh, okay. uh in dutch uh, but it's Anne with an E at the end. Oh, beautiful. Love it. Amazing. Um, and so I wonder if my baby Grace and your baby Anne or Anna have brought us together. <laughs> yeah. I always wonder those things. I'm like, are they up there like, okay, Esther from the Netherlands and Amanda in Massachusetts yeah. need to get together. <laughs> yeah could very well be <laughs> so good so you connected with this beautiful soul baby anna and and then what um i uh i remember writing a poem mm. um for her uh, and for me of course yeah um i remember choosing a, a symbol to re represent her but i'm not sure what when I did that at, uh, uh, at that time or later on. Um, um, so, so I kept connecting with her and after a while we made a, we did a ritual uh, in a, a, a place in the woods, but, which is very dear to me. Um, and um, the symbol I chose, it was an, an uh, amethyst. amethyst. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, it was on a necklace that I had already had when I was 19, when I was pregnant. Um, so I took that as a symbol for her and we did a ritual in the woods and I buried uh, the amethyst. So as in symbolically burying. Oh, that is beautiful. Yeah, it was, it wow. was very beautiful. And before that, I told a few people uh, because uh, uh, I wanted to ask them to accompany us in the ritual. Oh. So I called my sister-in-law, uh, um, which is the, um, she was a friend before she became sister-in-law. Okay. Uh, her husband is a brother of my husband. Awesome. So that's how we met. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I also told uh, my husband's sister, okay. her sister-in-law, um, and her husband. Uh-huh. And um, my brother-in-law wasn't quite uh, part of the ritual. He waits mm -hmm. in the car, but with my husband and my two sisters-in-law, we did the ritual. Oh my goodness. At night, in the dark. Oh, really? Why did you choose yeah. dark? I, I don't remember that. Um, I think when I look, when I, if I, looking back, I, I knowing what, uh, what we attributed to the moon i think it was a dark moon yeah <laughs> beautiful and i think we, we 
I think we chose the night because that's also the dark part of the day, the darkest part. Mm. So um, the time to let go. Yeah. Oh, amazing. And so every new step you took on the healing process or the, just the journey and every new person you told, did you feel a shift inside of you? Like, did you, did you feel a change in you with the sharing and the processing? um not not every time but uh in general it's uh became a bit easier over time yeah. yeah um and i also met with a lot of um supporting uh responses and I also told my mother-in-law because she she had an unwanted pregnancy a long time ago before she had her uh, other children and she gave him up for adoption so yeah. my husband thought she would want to know me and share with me amazing i hope she doesn't mind i'm telling <laughs> me telling this <laughs> well, it'd be a little tricky to make all those connections <laughs> um so and then how did you get to the point where you would go on to something like Facebook with people all over the world and say again, like, here I am, I had an abortion. I, I want to be a source of support for you just by saying here I am or actually offering your support or actually saying yes to an invitation to be on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's a long journey. Yeah. Um... I I don't know when exactly, but at one point I I decided with this process that I have gone through, um, this is so uh, important, and I can help people with that. Mm. And at one time I decided I want to write a book. Oh, nice! Uh, I haven't written it yet. Me too. <laughs> <It will> come. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll um, get our books in the same year. <laughs> <laughs> um, because there's so much um, taboo around abortion. Yeah. And I want, that's why I wanted to write uh, the book, still want to. Because um, it, I think, I truly believe it will help people all over the world to share more. So there's more there will be more openness about abortion that will help in the healing as well yeah i totally and agree. Help, in, help in the conflicting emotions because there are a lot yes there are <laughs> and i think like you know when you and i get on here and we talk about it we're helping to heal that collective pain yeah you know, the collective suffering and break down the walls so I'm so grateful to you for coming on and sharing your story with us. Did you publish your poem anywhere or have you shared it with anyone but yourself and your- I have, I have read it aloud uh, during the ritual we did. did. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be in my book. Beautiful. <laughs> well, I hope I get to read it someday. <laughs> I hope you will get it get to read it too. Yeah. <laughs> Please keep me updated on your book journey. And um if someone were listening and they really 
connected with your story and wanted to connect with you for any reason? Is that something you're open to? Yes, of course. Yeah. What would be the best way for someone to find you if they felt like you were the person they were supposed to talk to? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, they can reach, look me up on, on Facebook or on LinkedIn if they want to. And my, my LinkedIn profile is in English. Okay. Um, my Facebook profile isn't, and it's not really designed yet for uh, helping people, but they can look me up if they're on Facebook, but they can also email me. Okay. And, and what would the email be? Uh, contact. Yeah. At uh, estersanders.nl. Awesome. Beautiful. And we'll put all that stuff in the link and we'll link to your LinkedIn profile. Um, you said dot ML. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, my website is still in Dutch. If they can read Dutch, they are welcome to look at my website. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> if they're listening from the Netherlands or are Dutch speakers, I'm sure they'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll find a way to find you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, thank you. I think just like hearing people's stories and knowing the journeys people have taken, um, do you have one last piece of advice for someone who feels like they're ready to start sharing their story and they don't know how? What would you tell someone? Um, just, um, yeah, you find, find a moment. Don't, don't wait for the perfect moment. Find a moment and just take the time and, and take the step. That's really the only way to take the step. <laughs> the leap, the leap of faith. Yeah. Perhaps there's there's one thing I would really like to share. And yes, that, please. That may help with this yes. as well. Yes. Um. Uh. After the whole, uh, I think after I I done the ritual. I've been on a short holiday with my mother. And I remember we we were in the car driving. She was driving, I think, and. Then I, I told her, I have never told her that tell her before, but then I, uh, I felt ready and, and I told her, um, and she cried. We both cried. Mm. Um, she was, uh, very supportive and she just felt very sad and touched that, I, that she couldn't have been there for me mm. at the time. Wow. It's not, nothing about blaming me for not telling earlier or anything like that wow also just the pain of not being having been able to be there for me oh again so many full body chills in this call <laughs> that's so beautiful what yeah. a beautiful heart she has and yeah. yeah and that's a good reminder for those of us did you go on to have more children or the two that your husband already had just the two yeah the, beautiful what of me telling about my abortion i think was that he told he couldn't have children anymore okay yeah amazing sharing but for you as a mother to those children and for us who are mothers to our own children mm -hmm. such a good reminder to hear you say that about your mom right it was perfectly normal and okay for you as a 19 year old to not 
to need your freedom and not need her in that moment. Yeah. And also perfectly normal and okay for her to wish she had been there. And nobody did anything wrong. It was just the journey you both needed to take. And here yeah. you are. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I hope we get to stay in touch and uh, I'm looking forward to publishing this. Yeah. Love have doing a it. beautiful evening. Thank you. <laughs> we'll have a beautiful afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, you enjoy it absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it was a really beautiful conversation. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.